Hello, welcome to my podcast. I got a special episode planned for today. I just recently finished Ghost of Tsushima, which is PlayStation's four, PlayStation 4's uh, last major uh, AAA uh, exclusive. I've played the majority of PlayStation exclusives over this generation, and now that the generation is pretty much over, I thought it'd be a good time to rank my top 20 favorite PS4 exclusives. Um, there's going to be rules to this list, and I'll go over uh, go over them real quickly. Uh, rule number one. Uh, well, how did I uh, come up with these? Like, what, what makes a game exclusive? We had to talk about that, because um, does an exclusive mean that the game can only be played on PlayStation 4? Or are PC ports okay? Or can it have existed on a previous uh, console, like on the PS3 or whatever? Um, So I decided for this list that as long as the game is exclusive to the PS4 console and not on any other console, then it's fine if it's on PC. And the reasoning behind this is because if I were to do an Xbox One exclusive list, I would have to do it that way because every Xbox One game, exclusive game, is available on PC. So I'd have to um, include it as an exclusive game for a list like that. So in this case scenario, if the game is also available on PC, that is fine, but it can't be available on another console. So it can't be available on Switch and it can't be available on the Xbox One. That's the rule. If it falls within that, if it's just on PS4, it's totally fine. Doesn't matter if it's on PC or not as well, because there's plenty of games on here um, on my list that do have a PC port. Or uh, there's definitely a couple. There's a couple that have a PC port. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind. I would think there's, let me look. There's one, uh, two. There's, a, there's at least three, maybe three games on here that have a PC port. Um, and like I said, I think that's fine. If it has a PC for it, it's still exclusive. It's still console exclusive. It's exclusive. It's not available on any other console except for PlayStation 4. So that's one of the rules for this list. Another rule for this list, um, I'm not including remasters. Remakes are all good. If it's a remake, that to me is a new game um, available that came out for this console. That's fine. Uh, remasters, no, because a remaster is basically just yeah it's it's the same exact game a remake has been built from the ground up so in that case to me it's a new game and sometimes remakes are very different too than the original um, there is some remakes on this list and um some of them are drastically completely different games than the original game so remakes are fine remasters no so i can't include the last of us remaster that's a no-go i can't include like a god of war 3 remaster that's a no-go um gravity rush remaster like those kind of stuff no no go um another rule for this list the game has to still be a ps4 exclusive so it can't have been a game that used to be exclusive but is no longer exclusive um so a game like near automata not allowed on this list a game like yakuza 0 not allowed on this list there's a few games like that um if it was it doesn't matter if it was exclusive it needs to still currently be exclusive um 
Also, if it's if there is a release date, like a timed exclusivity deal on it, uh, like I don't have any on this list right now, um, but like for example, because I know Xbox uh, had. Uh, got an exclusive deal for Tomb Raider that one year, but as soon as that was re- like, it was well known that that game was a timed exclusive. It was going to be there for a year or whatever, and then it was going to be released on Xbox or sorry on, on PS4 as well. Um, there is a game on here that is supposedly might be coming to other platforms later, but we don't know what platforms. So in that case, I think it's still fair to have it um, because that platform could only be PC, right? We don't know. Um, so yeah, if the, if it's a timed exclusive with the plan to come to another console. So here's, here's an example. Um, so like Cuphead recently, right? Uh, used to be Xbox exclusive, came to Switch, no longer exclusive. Um, but, but, but while it was on Xbox, it was still, yeah, it was, if it was still, if I was making this list while it was still on Xbox, it was still counts exclusive because it wasn't planned to be going to like another console or anything like that. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Hope I'm making sense. I'm so sweaty. I'm just trying to make sure you guys know the rules of this list. Um, yeah, okay. That's Those are the rules. I'm just going to go ahead and start shouting out my favorite games um, on the PS4. Keep in mind, these are my just the games I enjoyed the most. Um, I didn't rank it like, oh, I feel like this game's a 10, so if it's a 9, it's below it, right? It's just because you're going to see some games on here that are maybe in different orders than you'd think I'd put them, for sure. Um, but these are just the ones I enjoy the most. These are my favorite ones. Not the ones I think are, like, objectively the best. Not that that's a thing anyways. You can't really be objective about that. It's all subjective. But, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, these are just my favorite games. Starting with number 20, uh, this is a very recent game, and it just squeaked its way on here because I think it's just a lot of fun. It's not the most special game on here. It's not the one I'm going to have the most fond memories of necessarily, but right now it's a lot of fun. It's a big deal, and that's Fall Guys. Fall Guys is a PS4 exclusive. It's also available on PC, so that's one of the PC games on here. Um and yeah, it's just, it's super fun. It, and it's it's blown up and it's, it's a huge thing right now um, for a reason. It's just a great idea. It's a great concept. It's goofy. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. There's not much to say about Fall, Fall Guys. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. If you've seen gameplay of it, you know it's just a ridiculously good time. Um, it's not particularly deep. It's not particularly um, nuanced in any way. It's just a goofy uh, kind of battle royale slash... Takeshi's Castle wipeout kind of game, which is a great concept. And I'd like to see more games like that. And I'd like to see this game continue to get support. Um, it's already in season two. And um, yeah, it's still popular, as popular as ever. And I'm still enjoying it to this day. Yeah, it's just a good, it's just a fun game. It's a super fun, goofy game. Um, everyone's playing it right now. If you haven't tried it, uh, get it on PC or get it on, on PlayStation if you got one. It's a super good time. I recommend it to actually everybody. It's just it's just a really easy game to enjoy. Um, it can be frustrating, but like that's part of the fun of it as well, right? All right. Number 19 is Infamous Second Son. So this is one of the two games on this list that I actually haven't finished. But I played enough of it to know that it was fun and enjoyed the time that I had with it. Um, that's also why it's so low on this list. If I had finished it, maybe it'd be on a different spot. I don't imagine it being any much higher, though, really. It is just a 
just a good game, like, uh, it would still be somewhere near the bottom list compared to some of these other games. Um, Infamous Second Son, again, is also was like a launch title as well, right? It was in the launch window of the PS4, so a lot of the launch titles for generations are usually, uh, you know, not the best games. Um, but this was like the first game of the generation that like seriously showed off like next generation graphics, you know? I would say Xbox kind of tried to show it off with Rise Son of Rome. And then PS4 tried to show it off with Infamous Second Son, and they did a great job. Infamous Second Son, Infamous Second Son still looks really great to this day. It's a great-looking game. Um, it plays really well. It's just like a superhero kind of game almost. That's kind of what it kind of plays like an open-world superhero game. Um, if you've never played an Infamous game before, um, I would say you can jump into this and have a great time. You don't really need to know the backstory or anything like that. Uh, it's definitely not the best in the series, but it is a very solid game, and, and but it's also not part, like amazing. That's why it's so low on this list, right? Um, but again, who knows? If I had finished the whole game, it could be on a different spot. But yeah, Infamous Second Son, very good game. I recommend it if you enjoy uh, games like Spider-Man, if you enjoy games like Arkham Knight, um, because it's very kind of similar to that in some ways. All right. Number 18, this game came out last year, or sorry, this year, is called Dreams. So Dreams is sort of a game, sort of not. Dreams is definitely has a campaign mode that is actually really good. Um, but it's mostly about creating your own games. And conceptually, and the way this game is pulled off, and and, the, and what they do with it, it's it's incredible. It's one of the most ambitious games on this list actually it's quite incredible um however your mileage will vary with it depending on how creative of a person you are i'm i don't know i'm kind of creative i fiddled with around with it for a bit creating my own stuff but i definitely don't have the uh, i have the ability but i don't have the patience or the time or the desire to try to make full-length games out of this thing um although you can make literally anything you want it's really awesome and in as more time goes on, we will get like full feature length, like game experiences that people have made on Dreams. And I'm excited to try those out. Um, but again, it's not something that I will spend a lot of time with. It's something I'll go back into and check and see what all the cool new creations that have been made. Conceptually, it's just it's, it's awesome. It's a really awesome idea. I think it's a great thing. And it's just going to get better as time goes on. Um, yeah, just a really awesome platform. Um, but it's, it's just something that I can't use because I'm just not one of that small percentage of people who are going to go wild with it. You know, I'll fiddle around with it, but I'm more there to see what other people are making. And, um, yeah, I can see this game being a lot higher on some people's list, depending on if you are one of those people who are like super creative and are making crazy things like, you know, it could be near the top of your list if, if you're really into it that much. Um, great idea. Really cool thing. It's something I'm going to be continually to check in on um, as time goes on. And now you can make VR games on there too. So that's really wild as well. Now that I'm thinking about it, I might jump in on it um, this weekend just to see some of the creations people have been making since I've last been on. Um, super, super cool idea. Super cool game. Um, number 17 is Ratchet and Clank. So this is, uh, this is actually a remake. And I didn't realize it was a remake because it doesn't say remake on the title. Um, it's also a movie tie-in game at the same time. 
Uh, Ratchet and Clank is a remake of the original Ratchet and Clank. However, it's again built from the ground up. Um, and I've never played the original Ratchet and Clank. So to me, this is like an absolutely brand new game. And I love it. This is a game that captures that era of gaming, those when platformers were like the biggest thing during the time and just makes it feel really fresh. Um, and like, it, it shows that there is a place for those kind of games still. A lot of games have proven that over this generation. Ratchet and Clank has, uh, you know, Mario Odyssey especially, you know, being the king platformers a generation um the crash insane trilogy um even the spyro our reignited trilogy even though i have mixed feelings about it um platformers still have a place here and um i'm excited to see more in this franchise if you haven't played this game um i highly recommend you pick it up it's probably really dirt cheap and it's super fun it's just really really fun um it also looks great the uh the cartoony vibe it has to it allows it to create some really like just fresh and crisp visuals and with lots of wonderful colors and i can't wait for a rift apart because that game looks like they're taking that to a whole new level oh, sorry i'm so sweaty and um yeah that game just looks insane so yeah if you haven't played the ratchet and clank uh for ps4 um app, uh, highly recommend it very good game Okay, number 16, Uncharted Lost Legacy. So Lost Legacy um, originally started as like, it was going to be a DLC kind of expansion for Uncharted 4. Um, but Naughty Dog kind of got like, started doing more and more with it to the point where like, you know what, we're just going to make this a standalone game. We're going to really work hard on it and work hard on it and make this a, a larger thing than we originally planned. And so Uncharted Lost Legacy was a, yeah, standalone game uh, where you play as Chloe Fraser. And it's like it's excellent it's awesome it is a full-fledged uncharted game just shorter like it's it's about eight hours i would say like six to eight hours as opposed to uncharted 4 which is like 14 16 hours something like that half the length but it has all the qualities of an uncharted game it has the same kind of large scale um set pieces the gameplay is just as refined if not more refined um and it comes with a really great uh narrative uh and you get to play not only as you get to play as chloe but you also have nadine as a character that you're um experience like uh going through the game with and just seeing their chemistry was uh quite a treat uh really unexpected like like with some really unexpected like good moments between them um yeah i, I could see a lot of people liking like really um maybe even liking lost legacy more than uncharted 4 for some people um not the case for me, but Lost Legacy is a very, very good game. And unfortunately, kind of underrated because it's a standalone game, like a side game. Um, I hope that doesn't happen to Miles Morales. Um, like where, I don't think it will because Miles Morales is going to be a launch game, right? So it's going to get a lot more attention. But Lost Legacy didn't get the, I think, the attention it deserved. It is a fantastic game. Uh, really, really good. Solid game. I would say it's better than the first uncharted <laughs> like and, and the first uncharted is a full-length game right like i'd put it above the first uncharted game um lost legacy is very very good good villain like and some of the set pieces are some of the best in the whole series in lost legacy the train set piece is absurd it's so good um ah uh, yeah i gotta go back and replay it sometime it is a great game um 
Yeah, and also the half, the first half of the game kind of is in this kind of open world segment that was a really neat idea that they kind of explored in The Last of Us Part Two for a small bit. And they did have a section kind of like that in Uncharted 4, but it's very, it was really watered down. Um, they really like made this actual like little open world area as the first half of the game in Uncharted Legacy, and it worked really well. And um, and I think it, they implemented that well into um, The Last of Us Part Two. Um, as the, and I wonder if they'll start doing more stuff like that in future Naughty Dog games. I'm sure I'm sure they will. Um, but yeah, that was cool. Anyhow, moving on. Number 15, Persona 5. So this will obviously, like, uh, I'm glad none of you guys have played Persona 5 because that would be probably, it probably really upsets you that I have this lone list. But that's only because I haven't played much of it. I have not beaten this game. This is a 100-hour game. And it's not really my kind of game. I appreciate many things about it. That's why it's on this list. I love the art style. I love the characters, the quirky story. Um, but I'm just not super into the gameplay. I'm just not into turn-based RPG combat. I like RPGs, but I just really bounce off that turn-based stuff. The only thing that has really captured me with turn-based has been the uh, the Final Fantasy remake. But that's not even true turn-based. It's actually all happening at once, but it... It keeps some of the mechanics of turn-based stuff. It's kind of a hybrid of it. This is true turn-based combat, and I'm just really not into that stuff. Um, however, I mean, it is still fun. Like, I can I can do it. I'm just not very good at it. And I've only spent, like, three or four hours with this game. Um, but that three or four hours left a great impression. Um, it's so stylistic. So cool. The music's so great. Like, I understand why many people hold this up as one of the best games of this generation and one of the best JRPGs of all time. Um, it's one of the highest rated games of this generation as well. Um, I feel bad that I have to put it this low on the list, but again, that I'm sure that would change highly if I were to ever go through the game and, and get all the way through. But again, it's a hundred, it's a 100 hour game. I was actually considering waiting until I pick up Persona 5 again and play it through before making this list, but I don't know if I'll ever get around to that, man. Again, I just kind of bounce off that kind of gameplay. I'd like to try to get into it. I feel that I'm in a place now where I've, I've experimented with more RPGs where I could definitely handle it a lot better. But, you know, I don't know when the time's going to come. Maybe in this next month or so, I'll pick up Persona 5 again. And maybe its ranking on my list will be at a different spot. But yeah, I appreciate so much about this game. Conceptually, the world of Persona is so cool. Um, like, again, I said the character, there's so many great things about this game. I just didn't get to experience the whole thing. I experienced a very small bit of it. I only got a taste of it, but that taste alone was enough for me to get it on this list. So, um, yeah, ask Devin more about it because I know he's beaten the game. He's played it all the way through. Number 14, Shadow of the Colossus remake. So this is a game that I would have thought before playing it would definitely be closer to the top of this list but Shadow of the Colossus is a game where the real magic of it can only truly be experienced the first or first one or two times you play it um, even though this is a remake and it looks beautiful it is a beautiful looking remake um, they didn't really change much um, you know the, there's no real new additions besides like it just looking way better and some of the animations being a bit better and whatnot the camera's still janky um i played it through and i i loved the time i spent with it but you can't recapture 
the first experience you have with Shadow of the Colossus, and even even with this remake, unfortunately, I feel. Um, however, it was still a great time. I, I still highly recommend this game. It's not for everybody, um, and I get that, but it's for most people, <laughs> for sure. I, I think it, it is a one-of-a-kind experience. It is a real work of art, Shadow of the Colossus, and if you've never played it, the remake is the perfect place to, like, perfect place to jump in at. Um, it is the best version of the game, but the best version of the game is also the first time you play it. Um, it's hard to recapture the emotion of a game like this in, uh, in replays, I find. So I think that's that's really why it's lower on the list is because, yeah, it, it just does not hit as hard. It still hits, just not as hard. Um, number 13, Until Dawn. So Until Dawn was like a big reason of why I wanted a PS4. I remember that. I was like, this is before I had a PlayStation 4. I remember like Until Dawn was coming out. I'm like, oh shit, I really want to play the game. It's everything I like. I love those like, you know, choose your path kind of stories. And it's very narrative heavy. Um, and it's going to be a horror game and like this slasher of all, of all things. So like, I was like, oh man, when I get a PS4, I'll be playing that game. And I did. I when I got my PS4, that was one of the games I was uh, looking to pick up and got Until Dawn. And it did not disappoint. Until Dawn, I think, is a uh, in many ways underrated. I really think Until Dawn is like a like a underrated piece of art, this thing. It is a... Uh, it is a homage and a... It pays like great tribute to the genre of horror, particularly within the slasher genre, and makes a game that celebrates that genre. It, it completely celebrates it with, along with some surprisingly good characters, um, a really tightly written narrative that flows really well as a choose your path style kind of game. It just works so well. Um, the atmosphere is really good. The I don't know, man. Like, it, it's just... And it takes some twists and turns. You know, gameplay-wise, there's not a lot there, right? Because it's just about making choices and all that. But it's just so fun. Like, it's... And you play it with friends. It's a great time. I've played this... I've, I've played this game myself, and I've had, like... I've, I've watched it be played by a few friends. And every time, I just have a great time. It's one of those games you want to bring out almost every year and have someone who hasn't experienced it play it for the first time kind of thing. It's... Yeah, it, it, it is a real special experience. Um... I don't know if it gets love. It always, it definitely gets love. Like there are other people out there like me who totally praise this game, but it just doesn't get talked about enough. Still, I still think this game should be discussed more because I think it is a special game. Number 12, Detroit Become Human. So it was hard choosing between Until Dawn or Detroit because first of all, very similar games, um, same genre of game, but they also could not be more different. Um, and it was hard to decide which one I actually like more. Um, and it came down to Detroit just being a more ambitious game. And also a more flawed game, I will say as well. Until Dawn is way more consistent. Um, that's one of actually Until Dawn's, uh, I think, best features is its consistency. Um well, Detroit can be really inconsistent. There are moments and chapters of this game where it's like, wow, it just just slows down to like a halt. You're like, oh, I don't like this part of the game. It, it's just, it's not good or it's just whatever. There's just things wrong with it. But 
that's only like a very small percent of it. The rest of the game is really phenomenal. Um, I think the character, I think the performances are really understated, especially Connor's. Um, in fact, his sections of the game are some of the best shit, like just ever. I just love his sections in this game. If they made a game just listen, if they cut out the other two characters and just made this game about Connor and Hank, this would be like game of the year material. Like it was, it would have been fantastic. Um, and I know. I kind of disagreed with that when Dion Dion has brought up the idea of hey I I wish I like this game it's great but I think if you just made the game about Connor and Hank it would have been a better game and at first they're like no there's good reason behind the other characters I like the other characters and I still do but I think he's right if they chopped those parts out of the game the other characters and just made the whole game about Connor and Hank and focus on this just made it hyper focused on still the kind of political world of what's going on here you can still do that through connor's eyes and i think it would have been more compelling just to have it through connor's eyes and see these other characters they can still be in the game but don't make them playable just make them important roles in the game and your interactions with them important roles you don't have to have this weaving between each other thing which is cool but i think he would have had a more i don't know i think he would have had a better game because the chemistry and the performance of Connor in that game is, uh, and the chemistry between him and Hank are so good. I was always so invested every time I was playing as him that, man, I think if you just went with that and just simplified it, you know, you don't have to go bigger all the time. Bigger doesn't always, isn't always better. And I think in this case, you could have made a superb, like nearly 10 out of 10 game if you had done it that way. Um, but with that being said, I still really love the game. Bowen's grandpa is just checking the lawn. Um, yeah, and I think it's if you're into those styles of games, there's no reason not to check out Detroit Become Human. It's a great time. Um, definitely worth worth the price because it's also very re replayable. I've played this game twice through. It's very worth playing a few times because there's so many different endings. There's so many different ways the story can go. It's it's truly, truly, really impressive. Um, what they've done here with the story and how huge the story is. The amount of content within its narrative is astounding in the different directions it can go. It's it's wild. Um, so yeah, that's number 12. Number 11 is Neo. Uh, Neo, I just picked up because I'm like, hey, it looks pretty cool. I like Souls game. I was on a really big Souls high. I was not expecting it to be basically just as good as the Dark Souls games. Uh, Neo is is um, it's also refreshing because it's it's different enough where it is, it does feel like a different game. It is Samurai Souls if you want to call it that. Um, but its combat system is, is just so much better than anything in any of the Dark Souls games. I'm talking Sekiro, I'm talking Bloodborne. You know, its combat system on its own is just one of the best combat systems I have ever played in an action game. It has some downfalls, for sure. It has some inconsistencies. It has some bullshit in it. But if you like Souls games, Neo is a must-play. Neo is so awesome. And um, it only got better in its sequel. Which we will talk about in a little bit. So now I'm at number 10. So going on from number 10 on, I believe all those games are game of the year nominations 
Persona 5 was as well. But all these games from 10 on are like top tier games, like the best games of the generation. And it was really hard to choose between them. But I did. <laughs> I made it happen. Um, and uh, you might be surprised by some of the where some of the uh, things are, are kind of listed. I think all these games are... Well, it's, it, we can't tell. Some of these games are from this year, but I assume they're probably going to be nominated for Game of the Year. Some of these games are, are so good. Um, and we'll talk about them. So number 10 is Marvel Spider-Man. I played Spider-Man 2 way back on the PlayStation 2, and uh, if, if you haven't played that... I feel bad for you because that was like a, actually like a surprisingly really great movie licensed game. And the what made that game good was the web swing. Like it, it was so fun to swing around, swing around New York with some genuinely good like web swinging mechanics. And it has never been recaptured in a Spider-Man game. There's been so many shovelware bullshit Spider-Man games out there. But when Sony decided to you know, get Insomniac to make a Spider-Man game, everyone's like, holy shit, this could be amazing. It looks amazing. It could be amazing. And guess what? It was amazing. Spider-Man is so good. I think it's the best superhero game ever made. And that's a big statement to make because the, Ark the Arkham games are really, really great. Um, but I'll tell you why I like Spider-Man more than the Arkham games. One is because the combat system is a lot better in Spider-Man. Um, Arkham Games' combat system is good, it feels good, but it's really spammy. Really, really spammy, and they just kept it to the same through all the games they've made. Spider-Man, you actually have to think about what you're doing. There's a lot more different kinds of combinations you can pull off. It flows a lot better in that. You, it's, not thought, it's not thoughtless. It's not spammy, and they just incorporate a sim they, they incorporate a lot of the similar some similar things some of the similar tools you find in the Arkham games but just more added on to get rid of that spammy feeling there's a lot more freedom of expression in Spider-Man's combat the other thing I like about the Spider-Man games the story is way better um, that's something I don't think enough people talk about is that the, the Arkham games stories are kind of whatever like they're fine they're they're, they're um they're serviceable, but they're not great. In fact, Batman as a character in the Arkham games is a little bad. I don't actually like the Batman or the portrayal of Batman. In, not that I don't like the portrayal of Batman, but we don't see enough of Bruce Wayne. We don't see enough character in the Batman Arkham in the Arkham games. Um, in this game, we get full-on Peter Parker and Spider-Man and his confliction between having to be Peter Parker and Spider-Man and I love that. Um, that's part of what makes a good Spider-Man story. Um, they nailed that in this game. In fact, I would say this is the best Spider-Man story we have gotten like in media. Like including the Spider-Man movies. Like I'm talking about the Mar the recent Marvel Spider-Man movies. Um, the <laughs> the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies and the Tobey Maguire ones. Like, this is the best Spider-Man story we have gotten. It is that good. It's really, really good. Um, yeah, those are the two big reasons. The combat and the, um, the combat and the, uh, story. Sorry, I'm watching Bowen's grandpa do stuff. 
Um, the other big reason is the web swing, the traversal. It is so good. That was what made the Spider-Man Spider 2 so good, and that's what makes this game so good too. Just swinging around cannot, like, it is so satisfying. I can't describe it unless you actually play it and feel it for yourself. It is, it's the greatest form of traversal I have ever felt in a video game. There is fast travel in this game, but you will never use it because it is too fun to travel around the city, swinging around on your webs. Um, and that's why I like Spider-Man better. And I think it's such an awesome game. Um, absolutely deserved a Game of the Year nomination. Um, yeah, awesome. One of the best games. And honestly, it would be a lot higher on many other people's lists, but not mine. Um, I, I think it's great, but there are games I like more than Spider-Man. Uh, number nine, recent game, Ghost of Tsushima. I had a hard time deciding where I wanted to put this game. Um, I, I love it. But I love a lot of other games, I think, more. Um, what it comes down to is the story was good. The gameplay was incredible. The world is maybe the most beautiful I have ever seen. But it's not particularly innovative or nuanced in, in some of... Or it's got nuance to it, but it's not particularly innovative. I've seen this before. This is the best version of the of the thing I've seen before, but it, it's compared to these other games that I'm going to talk about. It wasn't as it's not as fresh. It is a great game, and maybe the story I think like hit hard. The writing was a bit stronger. If um the story was a little bit more um original, then this game would get up higher. I think on my list, but those are the two two things holding it back a little bit. Um, however, it is a must-play game. Ghost of Tsushima is such a great way to end this generation um, off for the PlayStation. It's, it's yeah, it's phenomenal. It, it, that shouldn't keep you away from playing it. You need to play this game. Um, and Spider-Man. Those are two of the... I would say those are two of like the must-play most must play games because those are games I think everyone will love. Um, especially Spider-Man. Um, but Ghost of Tsushima is up there too. Number eight. Oh, my neck is hurting. Number eight is Horizon Zero Dawn. So it was hard for me to pick between Horizon or uh, Ghost of Tsushima. The big reason I picked Horizon over Ghost of Tsushima is because the gameplay is far more... It, it, it's great. They both have strong gameplay, totally different forms of gameplay. But the game is so much more original. So much more original, Horizon Zero Dawn. You have this this world that it that um, has collapsed because of our kind of obsession and uh, obsession to progress, right? And so we've built machines and like to fight wars and shit, and they turned against us, right? And now we live in a world where no one knows about what happened. We just like treat all these relics and old machines as if like they they come from gods and stuff like that, and then. Aloy is like out there trying to find the truth about it and the truth is so interesting it's such an interesting story it's such a good story um, it has flaws but it, the originality of this game and the polish of it and the incredible gameplay like the gameplay is so cool too because like in Ghost of Tsushima it's so solid but you're just fighting human enemies right there's a lot of variety to those human enemies but you're not fighting robot dinosaurs like you are in Horizon. Like, man, it's just, it's so awesome. So I had to go with Horizon Zero Dawn. It's just so much more of an original game. Um, and impact, it's, it's, its story impacted me more. It's actually, it's got, man, it's got a great story. Um, it could have better characters, but its story, um, 
and its its plot and and its conception and the the, the story beats that happen, the things you learn make up for that kind of maybe the lack of interesting characters and maybe some iffy iffy writing here and there. Um, it's got such a strong story. It's almost the opposite of Ghost of Tsushima, where the story is not very original in Ghost of Tsushima, but has great characters that up that lift it up. Horizon Zero Dawn is lacking some interesting characters, but the story is so good it 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 makes up for that. Um, number seven, Neo Two. <laughs> so I, <laughs> this is it's interesting because if you look on Metacritic, Neo One. Has a slightly higher score than Neo Two, but I think Neo Two is superbly better than Neo One. Like it makes Neo One irrelevant. Like there's no reason for me to go back to Neo One. Basically, after Neo Two, everything's been improved. Everything, the consistency and quality of the game as a whole, just in like boss encounters and level design, is better. Neo Two is so good; it's better than the majority of the Dark Souls games. Like I would say, I put it. Just below Dark Souls One, Sekiro, and, uh, Sekiro and Bloodborne, I think it's better than Dark Souls Two and Three. Um, I fucking love Neo, Neo Two. Neo Two it was such a big surprise this year, and I wish it could get nominated for Game of the Year, but I know it's not going to. It's a bit too niche, and even though a lot of people loved it, there's definitely there's definitely the argument of saying it doesn't do enough new, and that's totally fair. Um, however, in my heart, it is one of the best games of this year, and one of the stronger games of this generation for me, Neo 2. One of the stronger ones. I'm not going to say one of the best, but one of the stronger games. One of the one, one of the games I'm going to remember for sure. Um, I don't know. Sure. One of the best games of this generation. Uh, for me. For me. Not for many other people, but, you know, well, I don't know. There's, I know there's people who feel the same way. I've read forums. I've read Reddit. I, you know, I've, I've seen how what people think about this game, and there's definitely a lot of passionate people out there for Neo 2. I think Neo 2 is awesome. And also, such a uh, surprisingly good story as well. I was really surprised by the story in Neo 2. Um, it's not like, I don't know, sorry, I didn't say it's like an amazing story. I was just surprised that it was actually a good story. It was a good story. Um, number six, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. I, you guys all know I like Uncharted 4. Uh, I, I've talked about it many times. Um, Again, it's it's just it's just a great game. It's got great gameplay. It's got an awesome, the best Uncharted story so far. The set pieces are incredible. It's just so well crafted. It's Naughty Dog. They crafted every inch of this game so meticulous, meticulously, and, and added so much detail to every aspect of it. Man, it, it's just you look at it, and you're like, holy shit, these guys are just the best. They're just the best at making video games. And like Uncharted Four is like the action blockbuster. The action blockbuster in video games. Uh, I can't think of another game that holds a candle to it in that aspect, uh, except for one, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second. But I mean, yeah, it is that Spielberg, Jurassic Park, uh, Saving Private Ryan, Indiana Jones video gamified, right? It's And I don't understand some of the haters. I, I get like, oh, it's a movie game. A lot of people like try to use that argument against it, and I feel like people. I can get. I get what you mean. It is a very like heavy narrative-driven game, but the gameplay. It would be nothing without its gameplay. Really, the bombastic set pieces that you go through, the gunfights and jumping around, swinging around, and you know jumping on people and crushing their heads from like a two-story building. Um, this game would be nothing without that. It couldn't stand on the story alone. Um, 
like I don't know. I, I I get what people like. Maybe some people aren't into that. I get that, but a lot of people are. And this game is, you know, the series has been very successful for that reason. And、um, I love it. I'm one of those people who love it. And I will defend this game and continually be annoyed by anyone who calls it a movie game because I really don't believe it is. I think you got you got to use that term a little loosely. It is a very cinematic game, absolutely.、Um, you know, we can call Metal Gear Solid Four a, a movie game because yes, most of that game is cutscenes.、Um, or you can call um, like an RPG a movie game because RPGs are mostly dialogue <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, or you can tell like Detroit Become Human a movie game because it is totally is, but I just get really annoyed when people call Uncharted a movie game just because it is cinematic. A lot of games are cinematic. It just does it so much better. I don't know why.、Uh, anyhow, anyhow, moving on. Number five, another game from this year, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I did not expect to even play this game when it was announced because I don't care for Final Fantasy. But that has changed. <laughs>、um, the only change because I watched Skillup's video of it when he got to like preview the game because a lot of reviewers got to get like spend a couple hours with it like a month before the game came out, and everyone was like, "Holy shit, this game is awesome!" And I was like, "Oh really? Huh?" Like, and then when I saw gameplay of it, I'm like, "I think I could get into this." I, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be.、Um, I thought it was going to like be turn based and shit like that, but no, it's like actual like live action. Like no, that's not the word. I can't think of the word, but yeah, it's like it, it's it's all、um, real time, real time gameplay. So I played the demo because I'm like, well, I should try the demo because it's like something I could like, and I fell in love with the game. I, it all of a sudden became like my most anticipated game of the year. Played the game and yeah, did disappoint. This game is phenomenal. It's the gameplay is so much fun. The gameplay alone is like. Staggeringly good.、Um, it makes me wish there were more games like this. And then the story is also so good. I got so invested in these characters.、Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Okay, I'm gonna start going through these a little bit quicker because my neck hurts. <laughs> my neck hurts and my back hurts. I'm so sweaty. But Final Fantasy VII had an incredible story. It made some really bold moves as a remake. And of course, it's very controversial because it's only the first part of the game. It's going to be split up into parts, and some people are really not happy about that. And I can totally get it. And I'm not saying you're wrong to feel that way. It just, to me, it doesn't matter because this game was so good. I don't care if it's coming in parts. This was a full-priced game, and it has full-priced content. Full, it has a full-priced content worth content worth full price in here for a good forty-something hours. Um, I have no problem with this being its own standalone game because it works as its own game too. It has an arc to it. It has a satisfying beginning, middle, and end, and it's just one of the best games I've played this generation. It's really that good. It's a must-play game. I don't care if you've never played Final Fantasy before. I don't care if you don't like Final Fantasy. Fantasy. I. If you if you're into games, if you're into games,、um, to、uh, you're not a casual gamer. I don't think this is a game for casual casual players who just you know play. You know, whatever casual gamers play. But if you're like a serious gamer, you like video games, you follow video games, you need to play this game. It, it is a must-play. You should not skip it.、Um, number four. Okay, y'all gotta be really surprised about this because I talk about this game. I love this game to death.、Um, it's been one of my favorite games.、It、used to be like my favorite game.
Um, but it's on my number four now. <laughs> Bowen's going to be really upset <laughs> that it's at my number four is Bloodborne. Bloodborne, to me, is a perfect game. Um, or not perfect. No game's perfect, but it's, it's. I would not change a thing about Bloodborne. I love it to death. It is the best Souls-like game to me still to this day. And I, I've, I've platinumed it. I continue to go back to it. And it's been out for like five or six years now. What, 2020? So he's... Yeah, it's been out for five years. And I still love this game. I still think it blows other games out of the water to this day. It is it is so good. And it part of it is also just its tone and atmosphere is so, so my jam. Um, I love the aggressive gameplay. I love all the mechanics that surround it. Just complement each other perfectly. It, I love the story. I love oh, I love everything about this thing. I live and breathe breathe blood porn. It it ignited something in me that I had never felt before in games, right? And it got me to just go through all the Souls games. It, it created the love of Souls-like games for me. Um, Bloodborne to me is a 10 out of 10 game, the best of the generation, but is not my favorite PS4 exclusive. It's my number four, and I feel pretty sure about that, actually. Um, so hold on to your butts. Um, you're not going to necessarily agree with these next three, but that's how I feel. I mean, so, some of you may agree, some of you may not. I know the number one is going to shock a lot, well, not shock a lot of people, but you're going to make people roll their eyes. Um, let's get to number three. Number three is The Last of Us Part Two. So this is obviously the most controversial game on this list. Um, some people absolutely hate this game. Other people love it. I love it. I think Last of Us Part Two is a fair bit better than the original game. I think it's a the finest video game ever made. Like just as far as video game design goes and, and, and what it takes to make a game, this is the most finely crafted video game I've ever played. Um, without a doubt, hands down. I don't even, I'm not even hesitate to say that. I think The Last of Us 2 is a masterpiece. It's not perfect, but it is so fucking good. And I will never forget the time, my time with it, the conflicting emotions and like the the ride this thing took me on um was unlike anything i have done and part of it is because of how special the first game was too and what this game had to do to live up to it some people did not like the direction they went because this game is fucking bold like in a big way and in so many different ways and some people are not going to agree with those choices but there's a lot of people who do i think a lot more than you would think because their voices are getting <laughs> like uh, deafened by this load of this load of outrage um, from the people who really hated it. But if it can speak to anything, I'm I'm glad the the critics really enjoyed this game because I I think too many people have, people are coming at this from an irrational kind of point of view. Um, but you're you're obviously Sub, you're obviously allowed to have your opinion. I totally get why some people don't like it, but I think there's a lot of people out there that are really being unfair with this game. And I think it's a game that, as time goes on, people are going to look back on more fondly. I think this is similar to Metal Gear Solid 2, where that game was hated by many people when it first came out. And then near, like, it took like 10 years, but now it's like considered by everyone to be a masterpiece, like one of the best games ever made. Um, and I think a similar thing is going to happen with The Last of Us Part 2. I think in years from now, whether it be 
two, three, five, ten years, people are going to look back on this game and be like, you know what? That is fucking amazing. Like, I think that's what's going to happen with this game. Um, and we'll just have to wait and see if that happens. But it's not going to change my mind about how much I enjoy this game. I love this game so much. Number two. Um, this, will be, this will surprise people because I think a lot of you would have thought it would be my number one choice. But it's not. Um, God of War. So God of War, to me, I would say, out of every game on this list, it is the best game on this list. It is the best game of this generation. It is the best game... One of the best games ever made. Um, Last of Us 2, I said, is the most finely crafted game. Like, the best, like, the most well-made game I've played. But God of War is just the best video game um, that I have played this generation. It's not my favorite, though. There's one more above it that I enjoy more. I don't think it's better than God of War. I just like it more. Um, God of War is just, like, I'll tell you what's wrong with this game. There, um, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I'm joking. Of course, they can make little nitpicks, but that's as far as you can really go. I, I mean, I can kind of understand why maybe some people think like, oh, maybe it's not that great. Uh, I, I get it. There, there are points you can make, but it's really hard to argue against a 10 out of 10 for this game it's really hard this game is so fucking awesome holy shit it is the most epic the, the the gameplay is so the gameplay is just superb the story is superb the characters are it's one of the best cast of characters this entire it, ever i don't know that just the world is incredible everything from tip to toe is just like some of the best shit ever. I don't even know. You just have to play this game. You can't not play this game. It is one of the best experiences ever had in my life. Um, and it came at a time when I really needed it too. Man, I love God of War. <laughs> and I, I, it's the sequel is my most anticipated game. I know there'll be a sequel. They set up for a sequel. It's my most anticipated game of the next generation. I know it's coming. I don't know when. I don't know where. I know it's being worked on. That This is... There's many reasons I want to have a PS5, but this is by far the number one reason I want a PS5. Is because if I don't have a PS5, I can't play the sequel to this fucking game. And that is not okay. <laughs> I have to. There, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. God of War is the... <sighs> it's superb. I, I could go on forever trying to explain why it's so good, but I just need you to just go and play it. I don't care. Um steal a playstation and go play it i don't care how you play it you just need to play the game it's incredible uh, i recommend it more than any other game on this list god of war uh but it's not my favorite game my favorite game and i know some of y'all are gonna roll my eye roll your eyes is death stranding and when i first played death, Str played death stranding i really loved it um, but I was like, yeah, it's not my favorite game, though. Like, it's really good. I could see it being up there on this list, but it's not going to be ever be number one. But as time has gone on, this is a game that grows on you. It really is. It's a game you look back on fondly. And it's a game that will, like, cause you to come back and contemplate it more. And I've done that over the last year. It's almost been a year since Death Stranding has come out. And I have only grown more fondness towards it and it's a game i think about almost every day that's crazy like i there's no other game that has done that to me i mean i think of games sometimes but i literally like death stranding is part of my life almost every day 
I, I do think about it that often. I, I am playing music from it. I am thinking about the, the things I've learned from that game. I'm thinking about how the different nuances about it. Um, it is not perfect. There are things very wrong with the game, actually. I think the writing can sometimes be total garbage. I think the writing can be very good, too, but it's so inconsistent. Um, I think there are some things that are very unnecessary about the game. Um, but I also think there is so much profoundly right about this game, and there is no game even close to this game as far as conceptually and, and what this game is. There's nothing else like Death Stranding. It's such a unique experience, and I'll never forget like being up in the middle of the night just playing this game and the feelings it gave me. This is a very, very feel-good game. And the connections you make with it with other players and that unspoken connection too. This game has led into just how I think about life sometimes, how I perceive video games and how I, per I perceive um, my relationships with other people and what's important in my life. I mean, that's crazy, but that's how profound I find this game and how often I think about it and contemplate what it's trying to say and what it's trying to do and i also think it's just so it's such a really fucking fun game um it's just super feel good i can jump into this game anytime and have a great time with it and i do that often i'll just be like i feel like playing death stranding today and i'll turn it on for an hour you know do a little bit of you know to deliver a package or whatever and i feel great and i i don't know this is a game that i will continue to play probably for a very long time and it's something i'll think about probably the rest of my life until I'm an old man I don't care about video games anymore but Death Stranding just hit me in a way that none of these other games did have done something for me that, I, that has never been done for me in a video game before because of how unique it is and because of how extremely bold it is and yeah I don't know it, it's just my favorite game and Dion's looking at me weird you can go away fuck off Dion <laughs> um it's just my favorite game. I, I, I actually think Death Stranding is my favorite game. I've never had a connection to a game this strongly before. Um, yeah, it's not just my favorite game, my PS4 exclusive. It's not just my favorite game of this generation. It's just my favorite game ever. It used to be Metal Gear Solid 1. And literally, like I, I would have, wouldn't even consider Death Stranding to be even close to my favorite game actually a year ago. Or not a year ago. I beat it like eight months ago. Um... But as time has gone on, that's changed. I don't know. This game has just constantly been on my mind since then. And I've thought about it more. And I've just grown more and more fondness to it. To the point where, like, I just love it more than anything. I just That's just what's happened over time. It's just become my favorite game. Not even while playing it. Like, the after effect of this game has just caused me to love it so much. That's my top PS4 exclusive list. Um, I hope you enjoyed... Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, if you've played any of these games... Like, unfortunately, none of you guys have played any of these games, and it pisses me off. <laughs> I wish you have. Um, you know, if, if any of you guys pick up a PS5 or whatever... So oh, I got a... My thing is going to be running out here. Oh, yeah, I'm out of time. Uh, if you, any of you guys pick up a PS5 this generation, make sure to try some of these games that you missed this generation. Uh, you, you just got to play some of these. They're excellent. Uh, anyhow, goodbye.